Welcome to Best Boys, a film podcast, an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I am your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer, Ori the Douche with a story. Whoa. Wow. Ah. So self deprecating. I don't know. I was thinking of um, the douche. I don't. Yeah, the, I think what is it? The league where Nick Rolls, it's like something in the douche on the radio. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's a, the. Ra- I think I don't know. I, I don't know if it's the league, but it's from. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's from, from something. something. Oh, it's from Nick Parks and Rec. Rec. That's it. Yeah, it's from Parks something with Nick Roll. Um. Oh. But uh, I was gonna, you know, say, you know, are you ready to to rock me, Amadeus? Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. All right. So. Um, kind of, uh, we, we had a busy last couple of weeks, uh, between the two of us. So we kind of panicked and didn't know what to pick for this episode. Um, and, uh, kind of threw the dart at the board and I was like, what's on streaming, um, that is easily accessible. I thought both of these were, and I was, I was incorrect, but one of these, uh, was on streaming and for free. And, um, so we decided to do the pairing uh, of uh, f- both by Milos Forman. Uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest from 1975 and Amadeus from 1984. Uh, so neither of which I have watched. Um, I don't know if I have seen any of this fella's films. Um, it looks like he passed away in 2018. Um, but I- I've heard I've heard of all a lot of these films. What do you... What do you know about uh, Milos Forman? Uh, never heard his name till now, and so far the only movie on here that I've like heard of or seen any bit of was the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know, for some reason you've never heard. You've seen man. You've heard of Man on the Moon. That's the Andy Kaufman biopic with uh, uh, Jim Carrey. I, I people were talking. My buddies were talking about this over the weekend, but nah, I've never, never heard of it or saw it. Wow, I can't believe you. I've always seen that poster. The poster is iconic. I've also seen the People versus Larry Flint, uh, on, but I think it was like in bits and pieces when I was very young, and I very, don't remember very much of it. Um, maybe perhaps too young to watch. Um, I've seen Hair the Musical on stage, but I've never seen the film. Um, and and uh, same with Ragtime. Um, so it's interesting that he did two musicals in a row. Um, I don't, and I'm not, I've not really even heard any of his movies before Cuckoo's Nest. It looks like they're all, um, foreign language, except for perhaps taking off. Um, but yeah, but very excited. Um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is, uh, not only a, an acclaimed movie, but it is, a, uh, based on an acclaimed novel. Um, one that I've not read, but have always heard referenced, um, and uh, um, I, are you familiar with the book at all, Corey? No, I. The only thing I knew about this movie was just like I remember Dad watched, like either rented it or had a copy of it that he was watching at home, and I wasn't. And that's all I remember. Like I watched bits and pieces of it, and then I was. Did you say you cut out there? Did you say you're not allowed? I was like, when I was young. I remember Dad saying I couldn't watch it because it was rated R, and but like I just saw like pits and pieces of it with him. Yeah, there's not really. It was um, not really that, that. I mean, there's like a little bit of nudity, I guess, but it's not very um, dirty. I would say. No, I didn't think so at all. Um, but but other than that, like I 
I I just it's a movie that I've like heard about and I've seen the poster for a ton. Yes. Um, yes. I know it's like an early <laughs> Jack Nicholson movie. Yeah, which by early is nuts because he's 38 in this movie. Yeah, he, the character at least is 38. No, I looked it up. He's 38 in the movie, like in um, actually. Um, it's crazy. I guess he was born look, in like 30 something. I guess we can look at his filmography, because um, I wanted to know what he was in. Even before. oh yeah, he's an Easy Rider, which is which is 1969. Um, that it was, I've always wanted to see with Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper. We'll have to put that on the list. Um, in Chinatown, in 1974, which is also... Oh, yeah. he. I thought Chinatown was after this movie, but that makes sense. Because that's a pretty big... That's a fucking big movie um, for the time. And it's also on our list. Um, so, okay. So, it's on early, early. This is probably prime. Early prime Nicholson. His runs probably from the seventies through the through the nine into the early two thousands. Um, um his reign, as you would say. I think he's retired from acting. Um we yeah. try to look into it, uh if he um if it was something like uh I, I don't know why I thought there was a rumor that he had like Alzheimer's or something or like That's what I was gonna say. I I thought um, he retired for mental, not mental, but like dementia. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But there, we didn't find a lot out there um, about it. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah. Regardless, um, he's a pretty, you know, well-known guy, actor, uh, pretty uh, kind of a superstar in an institution for a long time. Um, and it's kind of was interesting to see a movie where he is like the main piece of it. It's kind of, it's kind of the whole film kind of revolves around him and his performance. And, uh, and it's just, it, it was kind of cool and to see that. And uh, I, I've never seen it before, you know? Um, but all right. I, I don't know. That's pretty, you know, good introduction here. Um, at least with the, uh, with Milos Forman and Jack Nicholson, but what, what overall do you think? I'll let you start with one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Um, this was a, a little longer than I thought it was going to be, but overall, uh, it's just kind of like, uh, it's fun. It's fun, but it's not like, I don't know how to say it. It's like, uh, cause his, it's all about him and it's all in one location and nothing, but it's all like the same thing until like the end. And then the end, I, I, I guess this is more of not less of an overall, but just like, uh, it was good. I liked it though. It was. Uh, I guess I was expecting more out of it going into it, but um, but for what it is, it's uh, it, it's nice. It's a little long. I think that there are, and this is something that I talked about with uh, my partner Riss, because she didn't watch this with me, but she watched Amadeus with me. Um, but uh, I think that movies like this that are like super well known, like that are classics. And like, but, but they're a classic that like not everyone that's younger has seen them like millennials and youngers have seen them. So you just see it referenced in so many things. This is a movie that is, I've seen references to in many things, um, over my life. And, uh, I think with that and just like people telling you that it's great. And then like, you have this expectation that it's bigger than it is, but this movie is actually pretty mm -hmm. small. Um, yeah. In terms of scope and the story and everything, um, it's fun and, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, commentary about this sort of stuff, I guess, for the time. Um, mm -hmm. 
and like the difference between, you know, uh, being in prison and being in a mental institution and, and like blurring the lines and, um, and maybe like there's a lot of common ground in it and, um, whatnot. And I don't know, there's a lot, the, the this movie I think is very, is very good. Um, and, uh, but there was something that maybe that was missing for me that I don't know if it was because of time or because of like it being inf- super, super influential and, uh, or whatever. And, re- and in reference to that kind of like lo- takes away from it for me or something. Cause I've like seen this story or heard this mm-hmm. idea before. Um, we've talked about it, uh, in previous episodes, I know. Um, but that, I mean, it's still great. Like I would like to give the example of the character of nurse ratchet. Uh, I believe nurse ratchet had a next Netflix, uh, spinoff show, uh, handful it was of Sarah Paulson. Ago. Yes, and it looked like the way that it was advertised to me made me think of like horror or something. I never watched it, and just yeah, like, I thought it was an like American Horror Story. Yes, and I had this. I I thought it was like a Stephen King character or something. The way that they were, um, you know, uh, portraying it, and it gave me this idea of what I thought Nurse Ratchet was, and like maybe yeah. it was supposed to. And like I understand the 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 book character, if that's what it was going off of, maybe more different or more intense or hardcore. I probably should have read more about the book for this review, but I kind of wanted to also like just talk, focus on what the movie is. And, uh, Mm -hmm. so, um, that's something we can revisit at some point. Um, but, uh, and like, if there is like larger, um, political and, uh, uh, social things going on here in the movie, like in the book. I mean, I could see that maybe some of that um, kind of gets diluted uh, in the end of it all um, mm-hmm. by what the movie ends up being. But, um, but yeah, I think that a lot of it is expectation. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm they make short of it. Um, and the ex- I had thought that it was some going to be something else. I thought it was going to be something bigger. I thought it was going to be something different. Um, and what I got was like a, like a comedy drama, um, and then it's pretty small and like yeah, like one a hand, one location other than a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did very much like it. It's fun, uh, and there like there is stuff that is that is being said here that is interesting for the time and uh, there's good performances. Uh, Danny DeVito is in this. Um, oh my god, I didn't realize it until like halfway through, very, and Kylie was yeah, like, "Very young Danny DeVito's Danny in this." Um, Full head of hair too. Yeah, That's yeah. That throws it off. Pretty young Danny DeVito, and uh, his performance is very, very good. I would say that he has one mm-hmm. of the best um, performances. Um, also, Brad Dorif, who uh, um, is a character actor that I'm a big fan of. Um, he was. Uh, you may know him um, as Piter from our 1984 Dune episode. Um, that's what I always like was introduced to that actor from, but also he's in like Deadwood and I think he's in blue velvet in a small role. And like, he's just a character actor. That's been a ton of stuff. Um, so I always yeah. get excited. And I think this must've been like his, um, like breakout role. Um, uh, cause he's very young. He looks like he's in mm-hmm. his early twenties in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it blew me away that Christopher Lloyd was in this. Also. Uh, yes. Christopher Lloyd. I almost forgot. Young enough Lloyd. to not go gray yet. Yes, Christopher Lloyd's got to be in his like mid to mid thirties, late thirties, probably around Jack. He's younger than Jack Nicholson, I think. Well, um, when did Back to the Future come out? Because this came out in 
Future is in the eighties. The eighties. Um, I want to say eighty six. 85 85 so 10 years later but also like yeah. i know that the he was christopher lord was playing like a older he was playing up the age i think yeah 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 movie. so he's a year oh. older than uh jack nicholson he's born in 38 oh, wow. so so that would have put him at 39 in this movie so he's gotta be pretty old he's 83 oh shit oh wow he's very old yeah jack nicholson's 84 Wow, good for him. Good for them. They're they're getting up. Yeah, there. that's what I mean. I was so shocked whenever I was like, "It's like he's got to be what early thirties, mid thirties." Like I know he looks older in the movie, but uh, uh, and then we looked up his age, and he's uh, Jack Nicholson's thirty eight in this. He's born in nineteen thirty seven. Nuts. I, I know Danny DeVito's starting to get up there. Um, he's like yeah, he's, like he's seventy five, I think. But yeah, this but, I mean the seventies are a long time ago. Um, I think about it a lot. Um, I thought about it a lot in this movie and I, I wasn't sure, um, it, apparently this movie takes place in 1963, uh, which I thought so that it seemed like it was in the early sixties. Um, but as far, cause as far as like the social stuff, um, yeah. but, um, but yeah, um, I think I got, all, I wanted to say about nurse ratchet is I thought that nurse ratchet was going to be like this super mean evil character and yet yeah she she kind of is uh but she's much more subtle and nuanced and subdued um yeah especially she's in not this, like an her perform the the uh who plays her uh louis Fl- louise fletcher's um uh, performance um it's fair it's much more subtle than that yeah the i i would say that she's she's it's like when I read the HBO Max like synopsis thing before I uh, watched it, it says like they're the essentially they go against their toughest challenge yet being like Nurse Ratchet, and uh, and I, in between that and the Sarah Paulson Netflix thing, I was like definitely expecting it to be more outright like, um, not torturous because I knew this was more of a comedy ish thing, but just more like outright villainous rather than just like. She's just trying to keep the order together. Like she's, yeah, until like she until the end. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. Like until the end of the movie, she doesn't really do anything outright bad, and it's not even her final call to give him the the, the lobotomy. It's, yeah. you know, it's the doctors. So it's like I don't really feel like she's she's not so much a villain as she is a obstacle in his character's way to do whatever yeah, he that's wants. That's exactly what I thought. Um, and like uh, yeah, in the end when she kind of says something that makes uh Brad Dorif, Billy Bibbit is his character's name, um, kill himself. B- 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 Billy. Um yeah. th- that is like the the evil thing that she does because she kn- she knows what she's doing. I but I kinda like that. Like you because I honestly didn't think she was bad at all. And like they said her mm. name at one point and I'm like, oh, that's Nurse Ratchet. And like she's obviously like, yeah, in his way, but he's an asshole. Uh you yeah. know like <laughs> Mick Murphy sucks. Um, and it's just kind of disrupting, uh, the order. But at the same time, like he's, uh, I think you're supposed to see it this way is like, he is helping these people live a little bit and like giving them therapy by like, you know, they're experiencing life and they're, he's treating them like mm-hmm. people and not like, like, uh, you know, like animals or something. And like, there is a commentary on the, the whole mental health system. And like some of it is still mm-hmm. a part of the, uh, the system today. 
Um, you know, may not be, not be giving people shock treatment and lobotomies, but, uh, but, uh, there's definitely, um, some things. Um, one character I wanted, to, I'm just like thinking about him now. Um, there's a couple different characters that are interesting. Um, there's a native American character, um, who is dubbed chief by McMurphy. And, um, and he's told that we are told that he is deaf and dumb. And he doesn't talk for like the whole movie, and like then the like the back half, it re- it's revealed that he was just playing dumb, um, so you know whatever to get by or so people that wouldn't leave him would leave him alone or whatever, um, and uh, so he actually becomes a uh, like the best friend of of McMurphy in there from that point. Um, he's very big and very tall, and he you know helps him escape and whatever. Uh, but the other character that's interesting. Uh, is, I believe his name, like they got as Dale Harding. Um, he's played by William Redfield, and it is like not oh, yeah, yeah. outright said, but it is very, very hinted that, uh, and like they just like kind of make jokes around it that he's gay. Uh, he has a mm. wife, and he just like bitches about his wife all the time, and he checked himself in voluntarily. Apparently, a lot of them did. There was that scene mm-hmm. where they like all a lot of the, Billy apparently checked himself involuntarily. Um, Cheswick uh, did Charles Cheswick. Yeah, yeah, a um, lot like a lot of the main crew um, did. Yeah, and uh, but uh, like it's like it's hinted that he's gay, but they kind of don't really do anything with it. It's just like he's here because he's gay and he doesn't know it, and it's like mm-hmm. ha ha. It's kind of like a joke um, that. They may they, they kind of make jokes about it like the whole time, but it never really goes anywhere. He doesn't really develop as a character, yeah. and I kind of thought it's that like, was like a missed opportunity. Because the whole time he's just like talking about his uh, like every time he's talking to the therapy thing, it's about him uh, uh, essentially not being able to 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 get it on with his wife, and because of that, he blames his, uh, accuses his wife for cheating to like compensate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <clears throat> and uh and then yeah then christopher lloyd is essentially just like you're you're gay and he, at one point he even says what do you think i'm gay not he didn't say gay but he's like one of what he's says yeah, something they, and nobody like outright goes like this says it. nobody outright says it yeah he does like yeah. uh like something like an affected thing and it's just yeah. like yeah that's what he thinks and he just kind of like affirms it like when you see his idea of it and everything and <laughs> Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, but I thought that they mm. could have like maybe did a little more with it, um, if it was a more modern uh, interpretation. Yeah, I feel like they just used it to keep to keep him more as like a punching bag character for the rest of the yeah, cast. Yeah, and that's like an example of maybe <laughs> a, the agedness of it. Um, but it, I mean, it is in another time. Like it's ten years before the movie came out. Um, mm-hmm. Also, you know, like it made me think about like just fucking how much changes in ten years. Like, uh, I'm sure it was different in the '70s, and it's just like it's so much different today. But then there's like so, some things that hardly change at all. Um, oh, I know. I like, felt that exact same thing watching Amadeus. Um, why? Why? It's about the 19th century. It just be less building structures and. Uh, uh, Essentially, we like like we figured everything out minus electricity, and it's just nuts that like we still build houses similar. We still like uh, and still like like granted it's more empire and stuff whatever, but you still have like the societal system to make cities and towns work and all that shit. Oh and yeah, then, oh yeah. The only oh, thing yeah. missing is electricity. 
and uh it's just nuts like with the, the limited resources and minus electricity what you're able to accomplish like all the stage plays and how they're i just kept thinking about like how they made everything and how hard and awful that would be to make back then but yet they still did it and it looks rather modern from an opera's perspective i guess but also that movie is is like uh stylized it's yeah. stylized it's not accurate with all that but we'll we'll get to that um but um but yeah i don't know i feel like there's like uh so my uh, one issue i had with that made this movie feel a little long was that um the there's like a, a middle in the middle of the movie they go on like a fishing trip and for some mm. reason that that to me made my brain feel like it was later in the movie and then like same and then so after that point everything felt long for a while but like it mm-hmm. was still good um like I don't know what I would cut out of the movie or anything. Um, it does kind of like just keep, like the hijinks just kind of keep happening for a while and they keep escalating yeah. to the point of the party. <laughs> uh, yeah, the f to say what you were gonna say the uh yeah from the boat on every everything that that McMurphy does wrong like a, like hijinks or whatever like you said feels like it's about to be the thing that gets him lobotomized like for the rest of the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, it's well, like then, that Lord uh, of the Rings effect. The one that I think that they try to they take him to the shock treatment like um and then he pretends like he fucks him up and it's foreshadowing mm-hmm. for the end um but he like oh I'm just kidding got you ha ah, this shit don't do nothing to me and uh <laughs> I'm pickle wreck and he just keeps on yeah, then the you know the hijinks escalate until we they, they destroy the place um it this uh this movie feels like it's semi off topic but it's still on topic. This movie feels like uh the like the Ringer that movie with Johnny Knoxville was a, trying to do like a, a spiritual remake of this but with an added love interest. Uh, is what I like kept thinking how much I got halfway through this movie because you just have like the characters try like the one um like the bad person and then just like uh rounding up these people. In this case, it's it's mentally ill, and then the other ones, it's mentally challenged. But uh, and then trying to do like the same, like show them life or whatever, and all that. But uh, this is just like minus the love interest part of it. Yeah, because he's a piece um, of shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's so the whole time, I'm just like man, they even have the same hairline. This is so similar. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, that that movie probably ripped this one off a little bit. Um, but at least those people aren't like you know they're not like captured. I guess they're not like. Yeah, so I mean, it's like a lighthearted because that like, adds a love interest and it tries to add humility into the main character. Versus this, I feel like you get touches of him tr- like having humility with the other people, but ultimately just like the, like he has this humility moment at the end because he chooses not to leave and escape and 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 stays and lets Billy get laid, um, which is kind of weird. But it was very weird. The whole, that's the whole thing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna kiss you, tell you I love you. Now go fuck this kid. <laughs> while we go party yeah that the, the, they that force women like the one woman has to fuck uh like the guy that works there and then like the other one yeah his girlfriend has to fuck billy and it's just weird it's weird all around um yeah that that whole thing is is odd um i feel like it's like something that has so much comedy in it but at the same time it, the whole movie you feel the sense of grimness to it um, even after you find out that uh, the people are most of the people are in there voluntarily, there still feels that like grim and dread because it's like it almost feels like um, like 
given up rights in a sense where even though yeah, they can like, leave at any point stakes? it feels like they can't yeah what are the yeah there's like no stakes um because he's like what is he trying to inspire them to leave i guess but like mm-hmm. he's one of the few himself that is actually have has to be there um yeah, yeah i was confusing um I, I was confused by that a little bit, but, but I wonder uh, if it was like trying to say like, uh, you know, like it, trying to like legitimize mental health versus him faking it just to game the system versus people who are like actually w- like willing to go in and yeah, that need, like they need help and they need treatment. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, it was a little, it's a little messy with that, but, uh, but I, but you definitely feel right off the bat though. You, you feel like there's, there's gonna be something the bad that happens to the main guy. Like this doesn't, at least in my opinion, the way that it's like shot and paced and everything. Yeah, it seems like, he's, like he can't. Like, oh, he did something, <clears throat> and I, I, I forget what the fuck it was. Oh, he um, raped a, a statutory rape of a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, no, 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 no. He did. Yeah, that was awful. Like, I think that's supposed to just tell you right off the bat that he can't be saved. Um, yeah, he's but a piece like, of shit. but at the end, I think he punches Nurse Ratchet or something. Oh, he tries to strangle her. He tries That's to strangle it. Her. He tries to strangle her, and I'm like, dude, if he doesn't di- like die or like if he like gets away with this, then like this movie is fucked up. Like, uh, I don't know if I like this. And then of course he gets lobotomized. And I'm like, okay, like he he deserves this. Mm. I'm like, that's not what should happen to people, but like. He gets his just desserts in the end, you know. Well, he gets a twofer. He's lobotomized and then smothered to death by Chief. Oh yeah, which is probably you know humane at that point. He's, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, oh, he's already dead. Like he's 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 a zombie at this point. Uh, but I did like the whole Chief lifting up the water thing. Is like he can't do it, but I can, and I'm gonna do his plan to escape for him. Yeah, chucks it through the window and stuff. Oh, that yeah, was cute. no, that was cool. I'm glad. Like, yeah, the, like somebody who deserves to be free and get out. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like that, like something good happened out of all this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, I did. Like I said, I think that it felt a little long. I think with the way it was paced, but I did mm-hmm. end up liking. I do like the second half a lot. Um. There was just like yeah uh once i you know was fine accepted the time um and uh, i don't know i did like it a lot i think it didn't really blow me away um but but it was still it was an easy it was a relatively you know uh, saw easy watch otherwise mm-hmm. yeah i i think it was okay you know i think it's good i don't think it's bad by any means but it's it yeah it's it's that like it, it's an interesting story, but I feel like it did it didn't go far enough in any direction to make it like great. Um, does that make sense? I guess like I don't know. Um, I think it. I think it's you know I can see why it's great for its time, and I would say yeah, it is you know good uh, to good to great, but or not maybe not great, but it, it's definitely good. It's a good to very good to me, and yeah. Uh, um, I can understand it, and it is, it is a fine watch. Um, but also, it just doesn't like, like I said, blow me away. It doesn't really say anything. Um, that just that really blows me away, I guess. And that's like the easiest way I can put it. Um, yeah. Uh, but and from like a, and from like a cinematography perspective, I feel like it's like it's it's very, uh, you know, it's very safe in how it's shot with everything. There's nothing. It's not doing anything with like the 
the the design or the or the shot composition or anything. It's really, a small, like, but it's out. like a it's a smaller but, movie, and it's supposed to feel yeah. like. Um, hmm. but yeah, I think it's like that. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. Um, but but you can inject a little, like even small things, you can inject like just a little bit of style into it to get, like help shape a mood more one way or the other. But uh, I feel like all the mood and everything in this is shaped through just like the pacing, the music, and then the um, and then the camera's just kind of there capturing it. Um, I, I don't know. It's pretty. I guess it's pretty meat and potatoes. Um, I don't yeah, that's you, what I mean. But I don't know if you know, this was the uh, second movie to win all five major Academy Awards. Best picture, wow. actor in lead role, actress in lead role, director in screenplay. It is considered by many to be one of the greatest films ever made. What? Yeah, I, I don't know. Really? I, you didn't know this? I did not know this. Yeah. I knew Amadeus got a bunch of awards and shit. This I didn't is know way this. more acclaimed than Amadeus. What? Excuse me, what? Yeah. Amadeus got like eight, eight awards. No, I'm pretty sure this is way more acclaimed uh, than Amadeus. Amadeus was nominated for Best Picture and it didn't win. Ah. Yeah, I think it um it was a hit. Amadeus was a hit. But yeah, this is considered uh, I think his magnum opus. Um I don't know if I, I think it's a great I think it is a good to great film. Like that is my issue uh at all. Um I was just saying that it maybe isn't like uh it's definitely not a perfect film to me. Um, and I think that age kind of has not, it's not like it hasn't been, it hasn't hurt it, but it hasn't been kind, I think in certain respects. Yeah. I, uh, I think, I think for me having to be a little too long, it, it, it kind of kills the, I think I, I would have liked it more if it was just like a flat two hour. Um, it just I mean, feels like, and it, sorry. Go ahead. I mean, it's just like 10 more minutes. Yeah, but that makes all the difference when you're watching something. Uh, I don't know. I, the time didn't really bother me. It was just like that section in the middle made me think that it was going to be shorter, and it just wa- it wasn't. Um, I was gonna say the I, I yeah I I I don't know. now knowing that I'm I am like am I missing something with this with how many awards and stuff it got? But I guess it's like all for the time and stuff. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just it, I, has a, it does have a lot of style and it's fun and like I think for I don't know. I think it's good. It's just I think it's not one of my favorite films of all time. It's not near yeah. there, you know. Like I think yeah, that's not where at I'm all. at. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it's good, but it's uh, I don't know. I'm trying to. It I'm like, like how, you're about to drop a hot take on us. No, I don't think it's bad at all. That's for sure. I definitely don't think it's bad. Um, and I definitely think it's good. And I like, because mo- I really like the story and the concept of it. And I think it's uh, uh, like the whole, like the befriending of the people in the thing, in the in the institution. And, like all that stuff I found is great. But then it's just kind of like, I feel like it just drags on to the same thing. And you're expecting him to either change or something to happen. And then it's just like you get a little bit of change. And then they drag out when something finally happens. It's a little too long, and it's in that it is what it just takes away uh, enough. For me, but not bad. Like I said, not bad. It's just just I guess being picky. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, like I said, I explained why it felt weird, but I think that once I accepted 
that. Like once I mm. my brain got over that, it was fine. Um, it just kind of like the hijinks just kept escalating until the shit broke. Um, mm-hmm. Like until they could not be, you know, he couldn't get away. Did something that he could not possibly get away with. Like he's not that yeah. slick and he's not that clever. He thinks he's so clever. Um, mm. And and you're like, oh, again, I think that's what it's supposed to do. Is it's like it makes me, it made me think in the end that he was gonna get away with it. Like he could not be touched, and like he was going to just escape. He could do whatever he wanted. He was a he's a, he, he walked out, you know, multiple times. Um, and like it was nothing. Um, mm-hmm. and like without with minimal punishment, um, you know, multiple things he did with minimal punishment. So then in the end, I'm like, God, like I'm literally shouting at the TV, like he cannot get away with this. Like he something has to happen, and then it does. And I'm like, part of me is like conflicted, like, good, fuck this guy, but also like, you know, this yeah. is, it still isn't right. Like he just should be in prison because that's where he belongs. And because yeah. he chose to, you know, um, fly over the cuckoo nest, um, uh, the fly, I don't know if that's what the metaphor is supposed to be, but if he chooses to come over here and, uh, he thinks he's going to have the run of the place and he ends up, you know, fucking himself worse. He, he's essentially dead. He loses his self mm. and then he does die. Um, which would have been arguably worse if he had just stayed there for 62 days, he would have been released. Um, well, no, they, 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 he got, he was committed. But if he would have stayed in jail, he would have, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like he thought that he was gonna, you know, play the system and the system two more months him back. Um, you know? Yeah. It's all, it's all because he didn't want to do fucking work duty. Like he didn't want to, do the 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 work stuff which honestly if i was in jail for that long or any length i feel like i would just do the work because at least it's giving you something to pass the time with uh three month sentence um you yeah you, know, you just fucking could have dealt with it and now um and like yeah he did some good for these people for some of these people but you mm-hmm. know he um flew too close to the sun and uh, arguably got Billy killed. <laughs> yeah, got somebody killed. Um, yeah, he's definitely culpable, at least. Um, partially. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I just talked myself into liking it more. Um, but uh, but I think I'm still staying with the score that I had. Like I think I What's think I've sco- talked myself into understanding why it's great. Um, mm. But but I'm still I'm still have a score ready to go. Yeah. Are you ready for but, it? Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. I feel like I, I mean, should give mine first for the kids. Whip it out. Whip it out. Give someone a hard attack. I'm going to give this a four out of five. Wow. Oh, it's higher than I thought you were going to give it based on the really? conversation. Wait, really? Really? I thought you were, I don't know, based on how you, how you score perfect, things on how you talk I, about it, but it's good I, feel, I thought it was going to be a three and a half-ish. Uh, no, that's where I, I'm sitting at. Yeah, I, I, I can tell that's where you're sitting at. Um, and yeah. I was obviously above you. Um, that is true. You were above me. I don't know. I, uh, cause I was torn between a three, three and a half. I've been talked up to a three and a half after this, but definitely came out of it being like, yeah, it was fine. Like a three to me is like, it's fine. Like it's, I don't, I don't outright hate it or think it's bad, but it's, uh, and it's good, but it's good. And this is, this is better than good, but not, I don't know. I just don't, I definitely don't think it's great. And I definitely, I get, I got bored like the, in parts of it. 
All right. Well, um, there you have it. Uh, so I just pulled up the letterbox, and it, mo- it has an average score of 4.3. Um, most people give it a 5. Uh, 32% give it a 5. 22% give it a 4.5. And, and 30% give it a 4. 3.5 is only 9%. 3 wow. is only 6 you are in the overwhelming minority, and that's okay. Yeah. I, that is, I do not say that to shame. Um, what well, looks like one of my letterbox friends also gave it a three and a half, um, but the rest, you know, gave it fours and four and a half and fives. So they all liked it more than me. I'm actually yeah. uh, lower than them, so it's not like I don't see what you're talking about at all. Um, I definitely understand. Well, no, I get it. I definitely understand. So I'm not. Uh, I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't have an issue with your score because I can see what you what you're meaning, especially as a, a modern moviegoer. Um, mm-hmm. I think with the modern eyes of the 21st century, um, that uh, that it might like maybe a harsher a harsher lens. And I will say that you know me, and I do have a harder time with older films. But to contrast that, the next film, Amadeus, I, in love. Really. Absolutely, Barry Lyndon 2.0, baby. It was fantastic. Okay, okay. Well, we're gonna get into that. Um, we're gonna get into that. I um, we'll switch over. Amadeus, 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 Rock. All right, rock me, Amadeus. We are so this movie um is fucking buck wild. (laughs) It is indulgent, absolutely indulgent. Um, it is big, it is grand. It is. It looks expensive for the time. Uh, apparently, it's ninety million dollars, as opposed to. Um, I'm sorry, I think I read that wrong. His budget was eighteen million dollars, versus what? the budget of One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest of only four point four. Um. It's only $18 million for how big this is. It's a period yeah. piece. Those uh, are some of the most expensive to make. They reuse a lot of the same sets, though, I notice. <clears throat> but um, the wig budget alone. Yeah, the costuming. Uh, the costuming, I feel like it's got to be expensive. Um, and like just all the, like, uh, the theatrical stuff. Yeah, they use multiple theaters throughout it, too. It's it's This movie feels gigantic. It's, I mean, not only in runtime, but scale. Crazy. All right, so this movie stars Tom Hulse, who I am not familiar with at all. Um, apparently, that he's in Animal House, which I guess I do. I do remember him from Animal House, and uh, but I don't really know him from anything other than that, the this and that. Um, and he plays Mozart, and it is a biopic um, about Mozart and uh, the the infamous um, composer. Some might say is the best composer um at all of all time um and this is a very over the top uh, uh telling of his story and i wasn't really familiar with a lot of this stuff and we googled it and more of it is accurate than you think um it's just the you know the way the portrayal and uh, his performance is uh very over the top um, and, uh, the movie's very silly. The movie is, is just, is just like decidedly silly. Um, and, uh, the, really the, the, the true, the hidden star of the film 
is uh, Antonio Salieri, who is the court composer um, of... Um, Emperor of Austria. Yeah, the Emperor of Austria, Joseph II, who's played by Jeffrey Jones, um, who you may know from Beatles Juice and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's it. It's the principal on Ferris Bueller, yeah, right? Yeah, he's the principal. Yeah. And uh, he's very, he's, this is like the youngest thing I have probably seen him in. Um, he's like one of like a police officer or something, one of those Beverly Hills Cops movies. No, no, I don't think so. I feel like I remember. Is he of red hair? It's like a it's like a orange kind of brown. He's like a cop of some kind and something. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Antonio Salieri is like the the like true. Uh, I feel like core of the film because it hit, the story is narrated by him um, as an old man, and he's kind of on his deathbed, and he still is like obsessed with Mozart, and he takes credit for you know killing Mozart, but he says that he was wrongfully accused, and then but like he's just incredibly obsessed. Uh, with Mozart and and uh, I feel like his whole life was taken off of its trajectory because of his existence and it's all because he like almost lost his he like loses his faith because he can't believe that God would uh, give such you know gifts to a piece of shit uh, like Mozart like a juvenile piece of shit yeah I was gonna say, I feel like it was more like uh, immature and shit than like. Is he, but he, because like they they imply that he's like doing shitty things, but it all, they also really make a point to make it seem like he's very faithful to his wife and kid. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a weird place like, with that. Well, and he's he's just obnoxious. I think. He's yeah, in, is that he, like he's drunk and he's a drunk. That much is yeah. true. And uh, yeah, he's just obnoxious and he's a drunk and he's very, but he's very very good. Um, and, uh, he's very cocky also. He's very, very, very cocky, but he backs it up. Um, and, uh, I wanted to say real quick, which I thought was a nice thing, uh, touch was, uh, at the beginning is Solari, I think it's his name, uh, killing, uh, trying to kill himself, tries to slit his own throat and ends up in a mental institution. Yeah, that's uh, right. That is why he's there. And it's, um, it's so it's like a, we're back, back baby. Another one on the cuckoo's nest. Which for the longest time I fucking called it cuckoo's nest as a kid because I didn't know that that's how you spelled cuckoo. Well, you got learned. Cooked. I did get cucked hard, but um, but yes, sorry. Continue. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's it's a cool. It's a long movie. This movie, I think they say they say that the director's cut is this. This is the cut that we watched because it is supposedly the de- most definitive version. Because in the theatrical version, they they removed the scene um, where uh, Salieri pr- pressures um, wo- uh, Mozart's wife to uh, come to him in the night, and she is nude, um, and they just cut that from the film because it was like the only nude thing, and I guess it was ra- I don't know if it was because of rating or what. But they—that's why they did it. Um, so people think that that is an essential part of the film, um, and I—I I, I honestly agree. I think that it really changes the context. I feel like without that, the context of a lot of scenes wouldn't have like that level. Like like Salieri just seems really really petty, but that is the scene that makes him like see is like fucking evil. 
Like, you know, like there's a whole nother level of, of piece of shit, you know, than just like fucking with this guy's career and, you know, yeah. petty, petty stuff. Um, but, I don't, but yeah, what did you do? What did you think about that? Uh, like that spot specifically. Well, that, um, that you did. I don't think you knew that, but uh, like that is why that the definitive the the director's cut is the definitive yeah. edition. Um. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes sense. Without it, you all the uncomfortableness that she has with that guy not may really make nearly as much sense because she clearly doesn't tell uh, Amadeus about it or Wolf Wolfie about it, yeah, and uh, and he's like, you know occasionally sucking dudes balls trying to like get them to help them with stuff whether that be money or like plays and pleasing the pleasing the emperor and all that stuff um so yeah 100 percent, you need that but it's so what's so fucked up about it is just like the convincing her that uh i got kind of confused with it because it's like convince her to come uh sleep with him at night so he'll recommend the thing she comes he turns he like makes it a thing like it's her coming on to him and calls the the guards. I get all that part, but then after that is when he burns the cross, and it was like you you did like you she did exactly what you told her to do. At the, it, how is this not part of your plan? What is why does this moment make you want to th- burn the cross uh, and like give up faith? Uh, uh, that got a little confusing because he didn't care. Uh, I thought I was under the impression that she did tell Mozart because um, she had that scene where she was crying in the bed and she rolled over and like. Yeah, she and then she says, "I love you so much." But then he talks to the next scene that has uh, Mozart with uh, God. I cannot... Salieri. Um, Salieri. The next scene that Mozart's in with Salieri, it's back to him just being uh, like, "Oh, could you help me with this?" So, like, uh, you're, you know, I respect yeah, you so much. Or, like, you're one of the few people him, I can trust. Yeah, she. You're right. She didn't tell him specifically that that happened. That there was just something wrong. Um, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um, but yeah, but he's, a, but he's a piece of shit, and he's kind of like trying to have power over Mozart with in the in the like weird ways, subversive ways that he can. And like the the whole, it's crazy to me that this whole thing is for him to essentially like he the whole thing about having Mozart write the the mass like the funeral music essentially. Uh, is for like he's gonna work him like a, like pressure him to get down into being like poor constantly, and then try to work him like a dog to die, and then use that song to like ride his coattails off to like be his thing. And uh, and it's so nuts because it's it's like I don't know how much this is uh, is accurate, but just it feels like dude's career could have been so much bigger and 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 whatever if it. Uh, uh, but it's all because of this one petty asshole who's jealous that he doesn't have the jealous of his mediocrity um oh and then my, it's just gonna I rip guess, him off uh, again uh so apparently Salieri's wife uh katarina um no no it's not his wife uh, katarina cavalieri um as a uh, she's a performer at the opera and she's in one of mozart's early operas and she says something about wanting Mozart and and like but Mozart's married and he declines her and uh mm. and I guess Salieri wants her and he's just like you yeah. took my girl so now I have to you know fuck with your girl and like that was why he yeah. did the shit with uh his wife to his wife um but uh so but like I would say that my big critiques of this movie um is it I feel like at a point 
it just becomes like watching his operas and like him work on the next opera and then we see that mm. opera and then we like we do the next one and they kind of bit they kind of foreshadow the funeral and the magic flute and all that um and mm-hmm. it kind of like he he owes everybody money and and whatnot um but it kind of just like doesn't really uh i feel like it, it doesn't really move other than his career in like seeing the beats of actual, the real Mozart's life as far as like, mm-hmm. Oh, he put out this and then he put out this one and then he did this one. Um, yeah. Other, except for the little bit when, which doesn't even last so long where she like takes the kid and leaves, uh, it, which I, I, they don't, they're not, they don't clarify time skips in this and there's constant time skips in this movie. Yes. Yes. Um, which is that, that is one of my only gripes with it. Um, is that kind of get lost in just like where we are in, in time. But, um, but yeah, it just it, like that last hour of the movie is definitely like at least 30 minutes of just opera and then maybe 30 minutes of like actual story and exposition stuff um, like plot moving things. Um, but man, though, when you get to that final scene before he dies, where it's just Salieri, like right, essentially being the typist for yeah. uh, uh, for him, man, that was awesome. Like it that felt like my parts of Mank, uh, but just like with way more emotional weight to it. Um, yeah, because like they're they're like enemies, like frenemies. Um, yeah, and the dude has uh, Solieri at the end. He has the line of just like you know, God would rather kill him than let me have even the smallest part in his success. Like, because it feels like he's coming uh, around as being yeah, like, I'm learning yeah. his process. Like, I'm seeing how he him. works. Yeah, I should. Just, yeah, like he's a, he is great, and I should be lucky, lucky to like just be a part of it. Um, yeah, and uh, and yeah, he dies. Um, what does he die from? Just exhaustion? Uh, they don't know. They don't know what he died from historically. He said something about he thought he was poisoned. Um, yeah, but they don't know. He just, he died. He was exhausted and tired, and he died. Um, well, um, uh, but yeah, this movie's fantastic, though, in my opinion. I like it's hilarious. There was way there was so much comedy in this that I uh, that made me think of Barry Lyndon. So much of this movie reminded me of Barry Lyndon. Yeah, not only its length, but like it's a period piece that has humor attached to a like a a, a, a real ish story. Um, so I did want to, to compare. I did want to talk about comparing it to Barry Lyndon. Um, I think that this movie is obviously very inspired or influenced by um, and presentation by Barry Lyndon. But I think that Barry Lyndon is a much much better movie. Um, like I think this movie's good. I- um, but I think the Barry Lyndon is like perfect. Um, I don't I'm trying know. to remember what I, I'm trying to remember the, like so much happens in Barry Lyndon. It's so big and long, uh, but I can't, I can't it's remember. It's an interesting story. Barry Lyndon. I'm like yeah. on the edge of my seat for this million hour movie. And like, I'm mm. so interested in this guy's life and it's so silly and stupid. And um, I don't know. It, it's a great movie. This is a good movie. And, but there is like a point where I'm like, uh, like I don't know. It felt like it didn't. It like it was long only for the purpose of sh- force, like making sure that we had all of his big plays mentioned in the movie. Yeah, and like that was it, my thing. Is like I'm kind of not as interested in this st- at this point. And uh, uh, one thing is Tom Hulse's performance. What like a lot about it is is interesting, but God, his laugh. The laugh I know is supposed to be obnoxious. It's but so like, funny. I hate it. wasn't <laughs> funny to me. And it was just like, it felt 80s campy. And, um, yeah. 
and I don't, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't work for me. Um, but, but that was only like one minor thing. Like it wasn't really that campy outside of that. Um, I, I feel like I, I like the laugh because it, it, that's what kind of set the tone of like what kind of movie this is where it's like, it's a, it's a very interesting story, but don't take every aspect so seriously. Like there's, it, it bakes into this like bizarre humor, like levity into, into this whole, the whole thing. Yeah, like and then when you have bit, like a little bit of absurdity. Yeah. And that would make, let's that's at least for, for me, it was just like, this is what, this isn't a, a you know, a normal biopic. This isn't going to be like boring. This is going to be, uh, this has, this has style and character to it, but also it's just like a very like, like deep, dynamic and story about this like unspoken one-sided rivalry between these between these two dudes and i mean most like of the, the uh... most of the humor for me comes from salieri um is mm-hmm. like, there's like genuine funny moments like the 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 cross burning scene is probably one of the funniest um mm. he's so so like ridiculous i like all the stuff with the emperor uh as well and it's just like hmm and just how everybody talks to him and everything else was really yeah, funny. They have, yeah, because they have yeah, yeah. Everyone has to kind of talk around him because they want to tell him the truth. But like, if you piss him off, you will lose his mm. favor. He's you know he's absolute power. So like, you lose <clears throat> his favor, or he could like have you arrested, or you could get fired, or yeah. I love the whole thing where it was like, but sir, you you outlawed the ballet in the theater, and he's like, what? I did? Like what? Really? Are you sure? Because this looks fucking cool. <laughs> Everyone's just like, yeah, man, you did, you said you don't want this. This is illegal. No, you uh, said it looked weird because there was no music. Um, yeah, but I took it as a vibe of like, because uh, well, obviously once he heard it with the music, they they went with it. But the way that it was pitched made it come off to me as like uh, that he was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. But what is this like? Obviously, without music, I don't know what it's going to be like uh, versus no, more. They, uh, no, they said, yeah, he said that. No, it is. It is. I, I'm. I'm pretty certain on this that they because they ripped out the pages of music. So when yeah. they got to those parts, there were no music to play. So Mozart just didn't cut the dancing out. He just left the gaps of music there so that technically wouldn't be ballet. So Jeffrey Jones oh. was like, so Jeffrey Jones was like, what the fuck is this? And like, this is because of your your law, sir. Your law about ballet he did this and then he was like, well, whatever this is, I don't like it. Like, uh, you know, put it back. And, uh, that's essentially what happened. I wonder how that works then. Cause he, they, cause they like all, all the three dudes, like, uh, uh, what is it? The, the director guy, his buddy, Clef, uh, Clepper or something. Like, but you know what I'm talking about? The, the, the committee, uh, yeah. Council. Uh, all keep hammering home. Like, but you forbid it. But you forbid it because he's like, no, like I wanna, I wanna see what this. Well, because is, they like, don't, thing is. they want Mozart to fail. Like, so yeah, they are trying to be like, well, you, he can't because this is outlawed. And then the king's like, yeah, well, fuck that, I'll just undo it. Uh, yeah, because I can do anything. Uh, but they're like trying to manipulate him. I think a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was getting at uh, from it. But uh, that whole thing is funny, though. The whole situation is funny because it ultimately is just like he plays it and then bam, we're in the fucking theater, like on show, actual showtime. Yeah, uh, and it's it great. Like, yeah, and they're just doing it. The um, that stuff was also cool. The I I how you were describing Barry Lyndon being on the edge of your seat. I is how I felt about the two first two hours of this movie. 
Um, you and know, I just the feel last like it, hours when I definitely fell off for sure. Because it's it's just it just, just I, it feels like yeah, it just feels like you're watching an opera the whole time. But but the the you story know, watching, beats you get. You're watching in, a small tiny slice of an opera where you get nothing out of the actual thing. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I've seen Don Giovanni. I've, you know, sang Lacrimosa in chorus class. Like, I yeah, know yeah. this stuff. I know the magic flute. I've heard of that. So, like, that mm-hmm. was what was interesting about the last hour, but there wasn't, like, anything about the story. They're just, like, watching him, you know, deteriorate slowly. Very slowly. Yeah. What I was going to say was I, I, I love the parts where it comes back to him and the actual story stuff, but it's just so few and far between in the last hour. Um until you get to the the actual like end like like that final fifteen minutes, um, and yeah, it 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 just feels you get it gets a little dull uh, because it's just like all right, here's ten more minutes straight uncut of opera. All right, here's five minutes of something. All right, here's another like fifteen minutes of uncut opera. All I don't right, think they ever do fifteen minutes. But... Not fifteen. I'm exaggerating, but it's it's just like what it felt like in the moment. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know what you mean. But um, I, but I also I ultimately feel like that ending is is such a nice payoff that i i kind of don't mind but at the same time like that is like my main that is really my only main point of like contention with the movie i just like it's like but barry Lyndon, i never felt like that so like it's Mm. like this isn't this is why i say it is like in the vein of barry Lyndon, but it is not Mm. it is not as good as barry Lyndon. um but barry Lyndon is a fling that was a five out of five for me um Mm. and i believe um yeah i think i was pretty up there too it was either four and a half or five on barely i love barely linden so but like this this is a is a step down i think i honestly like cuckoo nest better than this i'm um, the opposite i don't think i disliked it at all i but i think that this is an inferior uh movie to it um, I, I might, yes. Um, I don't know if that'll show up in my score, but, um, cause it is good. And for a three hour movie, I was, you know, entered very entertained. Um, it's very clever. Like the whole, the whole Salieri thing, story thing. Mm. Um, but uh, I think that it just like, it didn't blow me away either is I guess where I'm getting at. I wonder if, cause for me, like, I, I don't really care for opera stuff. I don't really like, I, I, like classical music is like cool or whatever, but it's not something that I like care to ever like actually go out and listen to or whatever. And this movie made, and I also don't, not really a fan of like this era of period pieces. Um, and this movie made me enjoy all three of those things. Uh, and I think because of that, it's, it, it, I, I just feel so like high regard. Like I, I, I don't know. Like I have to, I, I feel like I'd have to, Think another three hours into watching Barry Lyndon to really have a definitive answer on which I like more, but uh, uh, but it's definitely up there. The level, it's not on the level. It's but it's Barry Lyndon was what a decade prior. Yes, eleven years or nine years actually. Um. Uh, it also kind of reminds me. This is a movie that came after, but uh, Marie Antoinette, um, the Sofia Coppola movie from the two thousands. Um, it's a very much a stylized. It biopic about her honestly we should just do that next episode um that would be cool um but we can yeah. talk about that in a minute um but uh, i don't know i don't really have a whole lot else to say about this um th- there's a lot i liked um for sure 
Um, but that yeah, that's like the the way I can gauge it is that it wasn't on the quite on the level. Uh, definitely not on the level of Barry Lyndon. Not even close. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess not not even close. But um, and I and I maybe didn't like it as much as Cuckoo's Nest, but it is you know uh, still a good a really good film and really interesting and um, makes biopics you know or not no mm-hmm. not biopics period pieces you know like this and a 19th century period piece you know very watchable 18th century i believe when the 1700s oh yeah it is 18 yeah it the, is 18. uh the well, i uh just a but and it kind of an aside which just the art direction of this film in the in the in the cinematography are fantastic um, the I love you know they're very repetitive, but all of the composer shots mid orchestra feel so grand and big and just like uh, fucking epic. Even though it's just like a couple seconds here and there of someone waving their arms, but it's just like the great. It's like a stadium behind them uh, of people. It just feels like you're in the center of a concert. It's it's um, definitely meant to seem like a rock star. And I, I, I yeah. thought they would maybe play up that a little more, um, like the rock star thing, but. <laughs> Like the wigs then, and like the you know he gets drunk all the time he's he's you know he's got some swag um, yeah I feel like the I I guess the movie keeps it more about the music rather than like the the depths of the person because he doesn't he doesn't really have too much actual character development throughout the movie like Mozart because it's just all about the music and uh, uh, you know by the end of it he still is like in debts he's still the same person he's still like whatever um but it's just it's, it's all about the music it's all the obsession of the music and i guess, but i guess that's kind of like how the person they're trying to portray that he is is just like it's all about like the passion and obsession with what, what do you what do you think about the choice to have american accents for most people um but weirdly i thought not, it was but, but we're also weirdly not everybody uh I yeah we... i was gonna say at first it was like i thought it was weird but also kind of okay that it seemed like only um mozart and his wife were straight american accent but then you get more people that are just no accent jeffrey at all jones, uh, jeffrey jones jeffrey jones is american accent yeah the uh uh but he his feels like it still has some like regality in it at least still whereas like yeah. they sound like just plain folks salieri um, is and, straight uh, italian for sure um, yeah but I so I thought that maybe it's because it's like oh they're from Germany versus in Austria so like maybe the the American accents are for the for the Germans. I always the, think of uh, I call it like the enemy at the gate <laughs> effect. Uh, that movie is a movie where like that that takes place from the point of view of Soviet Union Russians against Germans and every uh, the Russians are all have British accents and the American or and the Germans have American accents. Oh, that's wild. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, I've seen, I think I've seen parts of it growing up, but I love it's one of my uh, favorite war movies, by the way. That's um, wild, though. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like their stylized choice uh, with European accents uh, for American movies, and uh, sometimes I think it works. This time, I you know it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me because I think I'm used to it by now. Um, but it, there was a point where I'm like, man, there's a, like a lot of people in this room with straight European accents, like the council, the Jeffrey Jones, the emperor's council had like, I, there was like a British guy. There was, a, there was like a, yeah. a guy with a German accent. There was like 
actual European accents in that group, but then like mm-hmm. it just wasn't. It didn't feel consistent, and uh, it didn't bother me really. But I wanted to at least note it. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it takes away from anything, but it is kind of. It almost adds to just like the silliness. Yeah, of it. it doesn't take itself too seriously, and I think that's the whole what the movie's trying to get at. Um, um the, the yeah, I, I the costuming does, but that seems to be like the you know, that's about it. Um, um I wanted I wanted to say this. Uh, this movie feels uh from cinematography the the. The way it's composed and shot feels very modern, especially compared to Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, but it feels very modern for the time. And there's some sequences that that the lighting also feels like very modern, like twenty, like like uh, post two thousands modern. And uh, I, I think that also just had me like enjoy how the film was like, visually and pace and stuff, because it's like uh, going back to those theater scenes, those like grand theater scenes, or whatever. It's it's uh, it just looks like that awesome proper soft light you didn't have any of that like uh overuse of hard lighting that a lot of films of the of the time the 80s and 90s used um it just felt more natural i don't know if it's it's because there's so much candle lighting yeah uh, in this or or what by the barry linden candlelight but not going to the level uh, of difficulty yeah (laughs) but uh but it feels so good like it's so clean and nice and it doesn't uh I don't know. It it it. I just love the way it looks visually. It's very uh, very pretty and uh, and sells what it's doing, but also makes the movie feel more timeless because of it. I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm just on board. I there's. I don't have a lot that I don't like about this. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Which is shocking because right. I f- I feel like you would have pitched me this movie like five, definitely ten years ago, but maybe even five years ago, and I feel like I wouldn't have been on board. But just uh, something about it. I am just, I was just in shockingly. I did not think I was going to like this. All right. Well, what are you giving Amadeus Amadeus? Uh, I'm sitting around a four and a half. Oh my God. It's up there with Barry Lyndon. I'm telling you, I'm, oh, I really that like is, it. That is a falsehood. That is a blasphemy. Like, like, you can talk me down you to a four. Score. No, no, no. The score is fine. But saying that it is, Barry London level, I think, is blasphemy, personally. That is where I disagree. So I'm actually in the, like, a lot of my reviewers give it four and a halfs and fives. Um, most people gave it a, uh, a five. I'm giving it a four, also. Um, the average score is 4.2 on Letterboxd. So, you know, not, not uh, we're, everybody's okay here. Nobody's wrong. But it's just the Barry. It, it, I think that is where it is not Barry Lyndon to me, and I don't think it is. Um, as is, it's just not as interesting or as good of a story. Um, because I think oh, it's with the constraints of being a historical person, and then also being a musical, not a musical, but being very musical. Um, that it's just like hard to execute at like a like. I don't know to the same degree. It's a different movie, like the other period pieces, but uh, but it's a very different movie with what it's bigger. This movie is bigger than Barry Lyndon. Some like Barry Lyndon is grand because it's long yeah. and it's the this you know man's whole life, and that's why it's grand. But this is like wide. It's like a shallow wide pool versus you know like a uh, a, a skinny deep pool. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, but I just looked this up. 
I was right. It did, it won eight Academy Awards. Uh, Amadeus did best picture, best director, best actor, best screenplay, best art direction, best costume design, makeup, and sound. Apparently, it's also considered by many to be one of the greatest films of all time. I don't so know why it's more... no, received forty. Okay, I think I just saw nominated and skimmed right past received. So yes, it also won a fuckload of Oscars. Yeah, um, it won more than Cuckoo's Nest. Well, the American Film Institute ranks at fifty-three on its hundred years, hundred movies list, whereas Cuckoo's Nest is ranked. Uh, it mentioned them both. Uh, da, 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 where did it go? Maybe it doesn't say it on here. Yeah, number thirty-three. No, number thirty-three. It's higher. Twenty, twenty higher. Um. So there you go. Me and the American Film Institute, we got it going on. Oh, over the half point difference in this. Me and me and the nineteen eighty-four Oscars are on the same page. Well, it's the same as the. Well, yeah, but what about the 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 fucking nineteen seventy-five Oscars? I know it doesn't make sense. No, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm good on. Uh, so, what is your verdict on Milos Forman? Uh, it's M- cool. Milos I, I, Forman. I if there's more, I don't know. I'm like I I feel like after these two, I am. I need to see more to form more of an opinion, but definitely, uh, definitely good. He definitely knows how to make a good movie. Uh, but fucking Amadeus is sick. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, the man likes Amadeus. So I think uh, what I was going to pitch to you is next week. I think we should do Sofia Coppola because uh, we can watch Marie Antoinette, which is another stylized period piece um, It's for fun comparisons. Uh, but also it gives us a reason to do Lost in Translation, which I've never seen. Oh, is that the, uh, the, Bill, the Murray. Bill Murray? Yeah. And Scarlett Johansson. Be down to see that. I've never seen that before. It's supposed to be a uh it's supposed to be a very uh um I, I don't know, a cultural touchstone movie for people. Popular like baby's first indie movie, I think, for a lot of people. Got um, it. Got I don't it. even know if it even counts as indie since it's you know, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter, but yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, what, that's, that's Hollywood, baby. Nepotism reigns supreme. But if you make good movies, at least worth it. Nepotism. Oh yeah. So, all right. That's what we're going to do next week is Sophia Coppola. Um, so we will be back. Uh, make sure you like subscribe, follow us on all the things. Make sure you uh, leave reviews anywhere you can. Um, and you can follow me, uh, or you can follow us at ask, at Best Boys Film Pod. You can follow me uh, at Slob Thomas, and you can follow him at Corey with a story with a K. And K. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, thanks for tuning in. And uh, do you have anything for him? Uh, nah, man. Just just uh, keep subscribing. Interactions are great. Engagement is key. And eat your, uh, please eat your veggies. Yeah, eat your veggies. Don't don't uh don't spill your beans. All right. Okay.